Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, February 15th. This is episode number 236. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Going good here, Rod. How about down there? Yeah, pretty good. Getting a little taste of, uh, I don't want to say winter, but yeah, cold again. So uh can you do? I'm seeing some sunshine. <laughs> yeah, I th- It's I think, February. Just trying to get through it, you know. I think you guys have had more snow than us this winter. It's kind of weird. We've, we've had almost none. And... Not used well, to that. Well, we we haven't had um, we haven't had snow here in a while. We've kind of maybe a couple times, but we're we're supposed to maybe get hit with some tomorrow afternoon or something. Yeah. So I'll be um, going into work and kind of watching, you know, the radar and and things out the window and seeing because because right. if it starts piling up, I'll be probably heading heading for the you know heading for home. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. But. But yeah, I mean it's February in Ohio. What are you going to do? Just, yeah, we're, we're just getting rain. I mean it, it's it's just weird. Yeah. But well, it's the off season, and you know what else is there to do but complain about the weather? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there's no more games to talk about or anything. Right. So uh, <laughs> not that we're right. going to talk about anyways. No. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, we're, we're going to skip the beverage section tonight, unless, unless you have something interesting, Josh. Yeah, no, nothing. Just water tonight. Yeah, me too. And um, so we'll move on to uh, just, uh, just a touch of, of Brown's news. Um, probably nothing that, that uh, people don't know about, but um, um, well, it, it, some of this stuff, Jeff, hit right after we recorded last week. So, um, right. hey. You know, the bunch of stuff, uh, bunch of stuff about the about the land that Browns are either looking at or purchase or whatever um, for the new stadium. Um, it, it sounds like this would be a long process if oh, this yeah. ever happens. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're hearing a lot more living in the area than than I am. So yeah. do you have any thoughts on this? You're right. It's 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 just leverage right now it's it's you know negotiations and who's in favor of what and i think from the browns perspective it's you know what choice do they have other than to to try to go outside the city to get what they want out of the city so mm-hmm. you know that's i guess that's the whole conversation about the brook park property and stuff but um you know ultimately they're they're going to get a new stadium um, I just wish that, that our leaders could come together and have enough foresight to really do it right for once, rather than just kind of putting a Band-Aid on it again. You know, the, the current stadium yeah. was, was put up in a hurry. Yeah. Um, and, and it was really not designed to last this long. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, while it's not a terrible facility, it's just not up to current NFL standards. And, you know, you got a team that's, that's willing to spend money on, you know, players and everything else. And I think, you know, the Haslam's could probably be convinced to invest in the downtown area even more so yeah. they've, they've talked a lot about, you know, land bridges, and lakefront development, all that kind of stuff. So I think there's, there's a great opportunity for us to, you know, do something looking toward the future. You mm-hmm. know, how do we position Cleveland as a world-class city and put us on the same footing with, you know, some of the other cities like Indianapolis that, that have facilities that allow them to get multiple events year round. And, I don't know. It seems like there are people that want that. And there's still an awful lot of people who, you know, are saying, no, no, we don't want that. We just want to have eight games a year in the cold. And, you know, I, I, I just, I just don't understand that. It's just, it's just not, not forward thinking. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's funny that, that Cleveland is, you know, uh, as close as it is to, to Indy and you know, to be able to observe what's happened there and to not learn right. from that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just makes sense to try to figure something out long term that, that, you know, not only the team can benefit from, but the city can benefit from. And, you know, um, yeah, it, it could just it could do so much. And I think any city that has a dome, um, man, you know, would testify to this fact. So uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's um, just it's about it's about using that facility for a lot more things and and you know bringing more people into your city as a result and really getting more of a bang for your buck with those tax dollars. And there's been a lot of talk about you know the Haslam's have made made three billion dollars on their you know, time owning the Browns and you know why don't they just pay for it? So that's just not how it works. You know, I mean there there have been a limited number of personally financed stadium projects um it's just not going to happen here there needs to be some some local skin of the game for it to to work yeah. um and i think you know as a community we just we need to acknowledge that accept it and you know, start thinking about you know where can we go as a city as a result you know um and i don't think brook park's the answer yeah I mean, our, our airport's terrible. <laughs> they want to put they want to put a, a football stadium next to it. I mean, geez, oh man, it would be the worst congested area. And, you know, it'd be <laughs> really hard to get in and out of, and just nothing else there for you. I mean, other than you know be, being able to you know the, the, the opposing team being able to get to the airport quicker and get the hell out of town, I guess that would probably be a good thing for them. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, just doing not, something downtown, I mean, just makes so much yeah. more sense. And right. it, it's not like the team is the only entity that would benefit from from that, you know, from having multiple events and bringing a lot of people into town. Um, yeah. It's just good for good for a town and commerce and, mm-hmm. you know, and the and the people at, of Cleveland. Right. So, hopefully they figure that out and people can work together and. Uh, maybe get it right this time. Yeah. I guess we'll see. So, uh, Browns officially introduced Andy Dickerson as the uh, as the new offensive line coach and uh, Roy Istvan as the assistant offensive line coach. Um, yeah. Honestly, uh, um, 
And Andy Dickerson's been around uh, a lot longer than I thought. Um, yeah. Looking more. He, he was actually with the Browns uh, back in 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, assistant O-line coach, and I think he had another, another um, title one of those uh, two seasons, too. Um, but he's he's been doing this like 20-some years, I think. And um, Roy Istvan was with the Eagles for the last five years. Um, he's got like 30 years of experience mm-hmm. um, coaching. So I couldn't find much else on him. Um, but uh, yeah. these guys that bring experience, um, you know, and I'm not going to try to convince anybody that we're better off. Right. You know, but um, you, you just hope that, that these guys um, – you know, can can uh, just continue the development of the guys on the offensive line, and and that um, that they can do a nice job. And you know, um, you know, it, it's kind of like coming into Cleveland and playing left tackle. You know, you're right. just trying to get the best you can out out of the next next guys in. Um, right. You, you can't expect the next guy in to be you know to be a Hall of Fame Hall of Famer, you know, coach or whatever. Right. So uh, right. I, I think it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's uh, timing wise. I think it's important. You know, we're, we're coming up on, I think, a transitional period um, where we're going to see some change uh, at the tackle position. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to either get some of the young guys ready to step in or to develop, you know, somebody new um, or to, you know, bring in, the, 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 you know, an experienced player. Um, I think the the coaching in that room is going to be really critical in getting all these guys on the same page. Yeah, yeah not necessarily this you know this coming season, but you know I, I think depending on what happens this coming season, um, it's possible, but more so into you know the next year. Yeah, yeah, we'll kind kind of see what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the NFL, some of these NFL awards are given out. I, I don't know the timing of this versus when our last uh, pod was recorded, but it seems like maybe the Schwartz award came out right afterwards. But um, yeah, but the Browns had Browns kind of cleaned up on on the awards with Miles getting the uh, Defense Player of the Year, Stefanski Coach of the Year, Flacco Comeback Player of the Year, and Schwartz was the uh, what the um, uh, assistant coach assistant of coach of the year. So. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it, it's it's cool to see these guys be recognized. Um, yeah. Not sure what your thoughts are in any of those uh, specific awards for any of those guys. I mean, they're they're all deserving of, sure. of something for what they did. Um, you right. you can argue that uh, maybe other guys were award, you know more deserving in some cases potentially, but you know um, the awards are done the way they are. Yeah. And and you know. Um, the voting's tallied the way it is, and, and that's what happened, right? Yeah, I, I just think it goes to organizationally, uh, the fact that the, the Browns organization is is gaining respect around the league now. Yeah. Um, that That's what it points to for me. You know, is the, you can get Kevin Stefanski winning coach of the year as a one-off thing, but when it happens twice, um, you know, now you're starting to – see that the, you know, the league respects him and, um, uh-huh. you know, the org, the organization is respected now universally respected as, as a solid organization. And, and, you know, it wasn't all that long ago. We couldn't say that. So, 
Um, I think that's a big deal, even even more so than you know the individual accolades. Um, just the fact that it, where where there's something close, I think you know the, if the vote is close or or you know, the the performance is close, um, the the award's going to tend to go to an organization that's better respected, and that's I think that's what this show. Yeah. 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 Just just. Uh... Good, good to see. Good to see these guys recognized um, for yeah. for their effort this season too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, so let's resume our uh, our review of the positions, Jeff, and and some of the players. Um, we mm-hmm. we kind of uh, got through really the the offensive guys, other than the line right. last uh, on the last show. So, um, so we'll pick it up with offensive line, and um, we're going to do this without looking at stats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you; I, I was trying to find games played, and most uh, most sites I couldn't even find games played by by uh, by the offensive linemen. It's like they just skip these guys; like they don't even matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I could have eventually. But we know some of these guys miss time, so mm-hmm. um, you know it's some of these guys are easy to grade, and other ones miss, you know, or, or hurt. So um, just kind of get your feel on on how you think some of these guys did. So sure. yeah. um, so for no particular reason, we're gonna, we'll just start in the middle with centers. Okay, <laughs> and yeah. uh, um, Ethan Posick. Um, I think played, uh, you know, played a majority of the season at center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, played per- played pretty well. So what do you, what were your thoughts on Ethan Posick uh, for the season? Um, you know, I, I think it's nice to have a solid center that you can depend on um, who's going to play almost every snap mm-hmm. um, because we didn't have a lot behind him. Um, I mean, we had a couple of other centers on the roster, but, you know, nobody that was really ready to step in, in my mind, and, and perform at his level. So I think it was kind of critical that he was healthy this season and was able to anchor the center of the line. Um, the, the issues with the line this year were more to the outside. They definitely weren't in the middle and, and particularly in the center position. I think we had really good performance out of our uh, starting center and and then you know the guys behind him filled their roles as well yeah yeah i, I agree i agree i mean he, he played well so um let's just lump uh harris and whipler together um because yeah. because honestly i mean they didn't play a lot i think they what both got some time at uh at guard right probably i'm not sure if harris Whipler more so was listed as a guard this as year. Guard, um, yeah. Mostly because we, you know, we had Nick Nick listed as a as our backup center, but I mean, he played uh, more fullback than anything. Yeah, he did. He did. And you got to give him some props for yeah for doing that. You know, um, you know, it, it's kind of like when we were talking about Harrison Bryant. You know, just kind of right filling in and helping the team out in any yeah. way you can. Yeah. So you have to appreciate things like that. Sure. But, um, as far as offensive line play, I mean, it, um, there, there's really not a lot to, to grade either one of those guys on Yeah, this season, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, um, 
very limited snap counts for the two of them. Um, and, and, you know, Whipler being a rookie, I think he, you know, they, they brought him along, which is great, and gave him plenty of different places to contribute, um, just like they did with Nick Harris. Um, Nick Harris is, you know, going to be a free agent or is a free agent now. Um, so I, I think we're in good shape at the center position going into the fall um, and probably don't need to go out and find another one, assuming that they want to see Whipler at center more, um, you know, not not exclusively as a guard. I think he kind of it makes sense to slot him back into that backup center position. So um, yeah. I, I feel pretty good about where we are at center right now. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. Um, and, uh, sorry, I, I'm actually pulling up snap counts since you brought them up. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Ethan Posick, um, 999 yeah. snaps. Wow. And, uh, Nick Harris, uh, 311. And like you said, probably, um, most of them were, most of them were a fullback. A lot of them on <laughs> offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whipler with uh 57, um, and then, uh. Yeah, and then um, we'll move on just because I have the number here. Michael Dunn, we're on the, on the guards with Whipler and, and Dunn. At, uh, Michael Dunn at uh, 248. So Yeah, um, yeah. fortunately we didn't need our backups an awful lot in, in the middle of the line. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good thing. Um, I mean, Dunn played when uh, Betonio was hurt. Yeah. You know. Um, here and there, but but right. not a lot. Yep. So that that was positive, um, and and it wasn't much. I mean, the, if we're gonna, I mean, I think Teller and Betonio, again, um, you know, had had nice seasons, and I'll let you talk about those guys individually. But you know, Teller had had 1187 snaps, um, which is, and it's 95 percent of the snaps. Yeah. Um, and Petonio's at 1,047, um, 84%. Yeah. And he missed a lot of those, I think, altogether. So, um, right. so yeah, I mean, let, let's talk about, I mean, uh, Joel Petonio is Joel Petonio. I think we know what we're getting out of him. Right. Um, Wyatt Teller, um, this this season, and disagree with me if you want, Jeff, but this season seemed different. Um and I know the issues with the running game and some issues with the line, but you know Wyatt Teller um, made the Pro Bowl this year, and he's had this history of starting out like gangbusters and then kind of fading away or getting yeah. hurt or something. Right. Um, it really felt like he played a full season this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure did. And I think that's true of all these guys in the middle that um, – they were the glue that held the line together, you know, the, the, those three starters. Um, and again, thank goodness, because we had we had all kinds of issues at, at tackle. And I think the fact that those guys were as steady as they were made it easier for guys like Dewan Jones and, and even Jerron Christian and James Hudson to be successful in, in filling in at tackle. You know, imagine how yeah. hard it would have been for them if, you know, we were playing our backups at, at guard as well. You know, so, yeah, um, yeah um, it was a good thing that, that those three guys were there, you know, so much and, and had really good seasons. Um, 
it was nice to see Teller bounce back. I, I agree. He's I think he's he's been hot and cold at times, and and mm-hmm. I think he was probably this was one of his most consistent seasons. Uh, so appropriately recognized by a Pro Bowl invite. Um, you know, hopefully we we get into next year and, and we're returning all of our starters healthy. Um, you know, a little bit of uncertainty about long term, but um, but if we could just keep those guys together as a unit for a while, um, it'd be nice to see this line get back to doing what they were doing a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, I, I think yeah, we know how important that is for for lines to play together and yeah, yeah. and just um play as a unit right versus guys just going out and doing their jobs you know and, and trying to work as individuals out there so um yeah, yeah. It, hopefully it can happen man they sure paid their dues with injuries this uh, in 23 no doubt <laughs> Let, let's no hope doubt. some of that's behind them at least for a while yeah um, yeah so so i um i'm looking at the uh at the tackles jeff and i wrote down well, i wrote down yeah, I wrote down five tackles. Um, Conklin really didn't play, so we really don't need to talk about him. Yeah. Um, what did he play? One, two quarters. He played. Yeah, he played twenty-two snaps. So yeah, not <laughs> much. A couple yeah. drives, you know. Yeah. Um. Which Which of the other guys, Jeff, do you think played the most snaps over the course of the season? A tackle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would not have gotten this right, and I'm. I, I would because I'm looking at the numbers. Yeah, I would guess James Hudson. It's a it's a good guess. It, it is not correct. He actually played the least out of the four guys. That were allowed. Really? Um, it's a great guess. But Dewan Jones actually played the most snaps out of the rest of the guys. Okay, I, I guess well, I, out of I, tackles. I didn't remember when he went down with his injury. But yeah, I yeah. I didn't realize he played, um, you know, as as um, as many snaps as he did. He played seven hundred twelve snaps. Jeez, that's uh, almost a full season. Yeah, Geron Christian played 604. Um, Wills played 569, and Hudson played 556. Wow. So, it, we had four guys play 500 snaps at tackle. Wow. That's it. Doesn't that doesn't even seem possible? No, no, <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> I mean, the D- Dewan D- Jones kind of just went out there and quietly did his business, and you didn't hear his number called much. So, I mean, he was. <laughs> You don't you don't realize how much he played, you know. But um, obviously, he played extremely well to, to to not get his number called. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, taking these guys individually, then I mean, I I think there wasn't saw enough of each of them, each of those four guys to you know to think how they did this season. Um, yeah. I mean, Jed Wills is a guy everybody's going to talk about. I mean, as far as his future and everything. Um, right. He was playing pretty well when he got hurt. And I don't, I can't yeah. remember how many games he had been playing well, but it, it was at least a few games. Yeah. Um, it seemed like he was really starting to get into our groove. Um, people probably won't remember that. They'll remember the 2022 Jed Wills and things like yeah. that. Um, but he was yeah. playing pretty well. Well, like you said before, I mean, it, it, he'll always be measured against Joe Thomas. Um, yeah. His body language at times is you know, not ideal, and that that translates to fans 
forming impressions of him. But I've said it before, he's still the best left tackle on this roster. And until he isn't, um, he's our starting left tackle as long as he's healthy. Um, And I think you have an issue of, you know, what do you do with the contract? You know, uh, can you justify paying him like a premier left tackle uh, once the time comes? And, and, you know, that that may be a decision that that gets made prior to this season uh, if they move him or, you know, do something with, with him. Um, it may be a decision that doesn't get made until after this coming season. Um, but I think ultimately you have to acknowledge that you know, he's your best left tackle and you just don't have a, a better option on the roster right now to, to say that, well, well, let's just, let's just get rid of him because he's so bad. Well, no, that's, that's not the case. He's, yeah. he's still better than the other guys. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, the, I don't know what you can say about Dewan Jones. Um, right. Played as a rookie and was just, uh, phenomenal. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how the Browns move forward. Um, it's, you know, I mean, he played so well. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you don't just put him out there. Uh, yeah. It, next it's, season. It's, it's hard to think that you can put Jack Conklin out there and expect to get more than a limited number of games out of him. Uh, I just right. think that that you know there's now such an industry, an injury history with him mm-hmm. yeah. um, that you know it really starts to affect your confidence in, in his ability to be available. Um, so you know they they extended him. Um, he's you know we're on the hook for some money for the next couple seasons I think with him. Um, so I think he's going to be around. Um, Mm-hmm. Here again, I mean, when healthy, Jack Conklin is probably the best tackle on the roster. But yeah. he's just so seldom healthy yeah. that, you know, it, it's it's hard to rely on him. So it's right. it's great to have Dewan Jones as, you know, as a plan B. Um, I, I'm just not sure what Andrew Berry is going to be able to do with that situation um, in the short term. You know, I think long term, Dewan Jones is definitely going to be your right tackle. Right, right. Well, yeah, well and uh, I don't, by we'll the way, see. don't want to see him move to the left side. <laughs> I, I love what he does on the right side, and I think there's a huge need there. And I don't think we want to create a second problem by trying to move him to the left. Well, it's true, and they, I mean, they were, uh, you know, they had him practicing at left tackle even last season, whether right. that was to groom him as a swing tackle or, or right. what they were working yeah, on. Just but, wherever they might need um, him. Yeah. 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 Which makes sense, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there, he's obviously a, you know, a, a great talent and mm-hmm. um, should play a big role. I'm trying to stay away from the big and huge words, but I just keep coming back to him. Um, <laughs> You know, for the Browns in the future, um, big big yeah. part of their plans on the offensive line. Yeah, I, um, I, I think we better figure out the tackle position long term pretty soon. And and the the good news is is that that this year's draft 
is extremely deep at tackle. Well, I don't. I mean, you have to feel pretty good about right tackle moving forward with Dewan Jones. Mm. Um, I don't know well, why you, yeah, why do. you have to bother I, there. I um, do, but, it's, but you know, the bad news can is, do it left, right? Bad news is, is you know, Dewan Jones got hurt too, so yeah. <laughs> you can never apparently have enough depth. <laughs> so, no, no, correct. Um, all right, so uh, I mean, I want to be thinking about you know two or three years down the road. Um, you know, he's he's your starting right tackle. And then, you know, who do you have behind him? Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let, let, let's look at this because, um, you know, Wills has been a punching bag. OK. Yeah. <laughs> from the fans. Well, there always um, seems to be at least a couple of them. Yeah. And after he went down, honestly, uh, James Hudson's taken a lot of abuse, too. Uh, people just right. don't seem to like James Hudson. Um, I, you you've. You were a fan of James Hudson coming out of college. Um, how do you think he played this year in that swing tackle role? I mean, I there was as, a lot put on James Hudson this year. Yeah, I, I think as a swing tackle, I think he does a good, uh, for, for the most part, a very, pretty good job. But again, he's, you know, so often he's not asked to be a swing tackle. He's asked to be a starting, starting tackle. That's mm-hmm. not That's not what he was drafted to be. I mean, you know, you, you don't. You don't find Dewan Jones in the fourth round every day, you know. Yeah. Uh, J- James Hudson was was in my mind uh, designed to to come in and be that you know third or fourth or fifth tackle on your roster that can step in and and give you some quality snaps, but but not to you know to become a starter. Um, and he's still a young yeah. guy, you know. Yes. I mean, we had we had uh, Chris Chris Hubbard. Um, on this roster for a number of years uh, as a swing tackle and, you know, a backup guy. And we got, you know, generally good play out of him when he was healthy, mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't a lot. Um, but I, th- I think if you, if that's the bar you set for him, you know, is, is he better than Chris Hubbard? Okay. Um, yes. I think that, you know, that the answer is yes. He he's, he's um, I think he definitely, can meet that expectation, but to expect him to be Joe Thomas is <laughs> insane. Yeah. As the third or fourth or fifth tackle on the team. Yeah. Right. It, it's kind of unfair. Um, yeah. I, I was just kind of curious how you felt and how, um, you know, we're far away from this, but um, you know, how, how, how you think the Browns see him right now? Uh, you know, as yeah. far as being a part of the team going forward, I I, I think yeah, I think he's a, a a high quality, you know, fourth tackle on your on your roster, um, and you need to have that many. Um, yeah. I don't I don't see him as replacing a starter, and and that's yeah. really never where, where I envisioned him being. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Jaron Christian, um, came in, played, played, uh, pretty well at left tackle. Um, you know, a lot of people were ready to anoint him, you know, as being better than Jed Wells and everything. And, um, <laughs> you disagreed with that. So, um, he's, I'm trying to remember how, what his age is and that, um, do you see, do you see him as, um, having a spot on the team going forward? Well, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a free agent. Um, he is 27 years old. 
Um, he's bounced around to uh, six different teams in the league. Um, again, I, I give him a lot of credit for coming in at the end of the season and filling a role and doing the best job he possibly could. And yeah. I, I think having Joel Batonio next to him again helped an awful lot. Um, yeah. But no, he's not. He's not the answer. For me, he's not the answer even as your fifth tackle. Um, okay. And the only reason that he played as much as we as he did is we just didn't have any other options. Everybody else no. was hurt. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I don't I don't think we'll see him again in the fall. I, I hope we don't see him again. If we do, then it means we really screwed up the offseason in terms of roster building. Yeah, I mean – Honestly, when I, I'm going through these names, we're not going to talk about all these guys, but I mean, there are um, guys here that I don't even remember playing some of these tackles. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, geez. Um, and, and I know some of them only had a cup of coffee in that, but um, right. Right. yeah, that's well, um, guys just got hurt like crazy this year. Um, mm-hmm. you, needed, you needed some kind of scorecard to keep up with who was out there. At right. times, so um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, he did a nice job coming in. The Browns were fortunate to to find a guy who could come in and and do a decent job when when they had so many guys that were hurt. I mean, you don't plan on playing six or seven tackles in a season, right? You just don't. So yeah. Anyways, that that's the offensive line. Um, you know, much uh, much maligned, but um, you know, some guys really did a nice job. So, what can you say? Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's move on to uh, to defense, Jeff. And I've got a question for you before we start defense, because um, I'm cheating here. I'm looking at the snap counts. Um, yeah, I've I've got two guys who had far and away played the most snaps of anybody this season. Um, see if you can guess who the guys are or who you think they might be. We're talking defense as a whole? Just Yeah, just anybody on the defense. Okay. Um, I will probably guess JOK was one of them. Um, and maybe Martin Emerson was the second? Um, Martin Emerson is number one with 863. Okay. Um, JOK is actually fourth. Oh. Interesting. So you, you're in line with the area you're thinking about for one of the other guys, but the guy who's second is not a defensive back. Really? Huh. Well, you got me stumped on that then. Okay. So so Emerson played 863. Miles Garrett played 812. Really? Snaps. The guy who everybody complains about is never on the field when they want him to be. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. He played. Yeah. He played 76 percent of the snaps this year. Okay. Yeah. That, um, I did not. I would not have guessed that. I mean, that's an know, impressive total. 800 snaps on defense is a lot. Yeah. I mean, for 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 his career, that's that's got to be a high, right? It it probably is. I would think. I, I don't have those numbers, but 812 snaps for miles. That's or for, I mean, just for a defensive player, I think that's a right. lot. 
Just, yeah, um, yeah. Just knowing how Schwartz rotates guys and and they played so many different packages and stuff. I, I mean, it, 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 he did move around a lot on the line, you know. So yeah, they weren't all necessarily at you know at the the right defensive end position, you know. But yeah, um, so yeah, that 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 does surprise me a bit. Yeah, so so Miles was second. Um, Greg Newsom was third with seven seventy four, and then it's J OK seven sixty one, and then okay. I think I think um, next guys are in the six hundreds. Yeah. Okay. Um, huh. uh, Denzel and um, Delvin Tomlinson pretty much tied at six twenty three, six twenty two. Yeah. Okay. And then it goes down to five hundred. I mean, it drops way down, but um, yeah. yeah. I mean, Miles played eight twelve. Um, Zadarius Smith played five eighty four. Um, Ogbo 4.45 and Alex Wright 3.88. Mm-hmm. So the other guys, you know, are pretty spread out. But Miles, that's a lot of snaps for, 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 for Dalvin Tomlinson. I don't think we expected him to be north of 500 snaps. 623. Yeah, and yeah, you, I mean it is when you think of um, when when you think of how the defense played too, and I'm sure there's probably a huge variance if you look game to game. Yeah, at some of these too, because there were games when the defense had tr- trouble getting off the field. And there were other games where, where these guys, you know, could play seventy-five percent of the snaps, and they were out there for thirty, forty snaps, yeah, or whatever, and that was right. it. Right. So. Um, Interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I think you know. Again, going back to where we sit um, going into free agency, um, you know. We're returning all of our offensive starters. Uh, we've got a few backups that are free agents on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball, we've got several starters who are free agents. Um, and, and basically every three technique on the team is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's going to be interesting to see, you know, what, what the roster looks like in the fall. Um, the linebacker position is particularly thin. Um, you know, JOK is the only guy under contract as a starter. Um, you know, he and Tony Fields that, that you know that are any have any experience with the team. Um, so Wait, you mean yeah. you mean we may have to draft a linebacker? Yeah, I don't want I don't want to go that far, but it's been a while. <laughs> it's it's been a while. Yeah, it's like. JOK, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I I don't I mean some of those guys I think are are liable to come back. Um, yeah, and be resigned. But um, even so, you know, it just it, it goes to the fact that um, the the defense there's a lot more questions right now, you know, mm-hmm. than, than there is on offense. Yeah. So as much as they put into the defense last season, and you would think they would go back to the offense again, they're they're going to have to really re, you know retool or resign a lot of guys on defense. Is what you're right, saying? Right. Because so. yeah, because a lot of the, the the guys they plugged in on defense this year were, you know, short-term solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, we don't, we, we don't have a developmental three technique in the pipeline right now, you know, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy with, when you think about all the guys that have you know, been available over the last few drafts, um, you know, we just, we just haven't picked picked anybody there. Um, yeah. And you know, I think there's again some some nice opportunities where we pick this year to to supplement that position. Um, but you don't always necessarily get you know a lot of impact out of a first year player. 
right? So, you, you know, you'd like to have that person developing for a season, kind of like what they've done with uh, Ika. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what, what they did with him. They did that with him so much that he is not on my list to talk about. Um. <laughs> yeah, he really, really didn't play much, did he? <laughs> not much at all. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm down for uh, five snaps. Wow. Yeah, it's not much. Yeah. Is that right? Or I'm, no, I might be looking around. No, that's special teams. No, actually, he played 100. I'm okay. looking at the wrong spot. So, yeah, yeah. he played 100. That sounds about right, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I, I glanced back from my notes to the screen, and, and I got the wrong column. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were we were very lucky to get the kind of, of performance that we did out of Shelby Harris and Maurice Hurst. And, I mean, Jordan Elliott had a career season for him. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so it really didn't necessitate Ika playing a lot. Uh, you know, Tomlinson stayed healthy. Uh, yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think we got we got great play out of our interior defensive line um, this year, and and that I think that's really what made our ends so so effective. You know, the made the whole scheme work is that we had guys on the inside that could really anchor the line this year. Um, didn't have those gaping holes. I mean, we, we got gashed right. from time to time, but that was, I think that was more scheme than, than player performance. Yeah, I would, I would say so. So let, let's talk about some of these guys individually. And it's kind of uh, almost silly because the defense played very well over the course of the year. Right. Um, I, obviously miles was, uh, was the defensive player of the year. So we're going to give him a pass. Um, <laughs> um, obviously had a great season. Um, and this is why, you know, I don't even have the defensive stats pulled up, Jeff. Um, yeah, I'm not that worried about it. I, you know, people are going to look at the sacks and all this stuff and yeah, I mean, if, and that's fine. That's probably the only disappointment for this team is that, you know, that, that A, there weren't more forced turnovers, a uh, fair amount as we got later into the season, but not enough forced turnovers um, and not enough sacks, not enough big impact plays by this team. Yeah. It, was, it was more just a, a general effectiveness than a big play type of a defense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they had those big plays here and there, but you're right, um, they didn't happen um, consistently. I, I kind of thought with you know with the Schwartz, you know, everybody kind of thought with him coming in and and changing the 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 scheme and so forth that you know it was going to lead to a lot more than that. Um, and I, I remember talking last off season when when he was hired that um, you know NFL defensive coordinators still have to think about not getting burned all the time you know yeah, so right. so you have to you have to take calculated risk and the first game against the Bengals we we saw kind of you know the the pass rush like your hair's on fire approach mm-hmm. and and you know it was it was really effective and then the next couple of games we kind of got beat a lot as a result because the team saw what we were doing yeah you know, so, we had to change it up Right. So you, you, the, the natural thing is to fall back to, you know, a, a, a more cautious approach on defense, play a little more safe. Um, 
So I think I think they're still kind of figuring out how to be be effective, not give up the big plays, uh, but then also to have those impact plays on defense. I think that's that's an area for growth for this defense next year. Yeah, I think you would like to think if they return, you know, if they can return a lot of the same guys, um, which yeah. is kind of going to be some of it's going to be up in the air, but that right. that these guys can, you know, understand the schemes and, and what is expected in most cases, and that mm-hmm. and that Schwartz will be able to expand some things, you know, and, instead of everybody. You know, like you're talking about that Bengals game, everybody being turned loose in some cases. Yeah. Maybe he can do more disguising of some blitzes and things like that to catch other teams off guard and mm-hmm. just sending guys that, um, you know, that the other team's not expecting. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that's that can be as disruptive as, as um, you know, as just sending everybody sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So we'll see. Um, I, I don't. I wouldn't expect a big change, but he might try some things that we didn't see this season, just because guys are going to be a little more aware of the defense as a whole. Right. So, so um, Miles obviously played great. Um, you know, I, I thought um, Ogbo. Um, and again, I, I don't have his numbers in front of me. I'm not that worried about. It. I just I just know my impression of these guys right. from watching the games. Yeah. Um, when he was out there, he was, he was, um, he was putting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe not every play, but, um, he was, he was a difference maker when he was out there. It just, it just felt like, um, you know, like, like he had a good season for the Browns, regardless of what his stats looked like. Yeah. I think that was probably one of the biggest drivers of how consistent the pass rush was is that our backup defensive ends had really good seasons, you know, and, and, you know, obviously Alex Wright and, and Ogbo are different type players, um, but they each, they each impacted in their own way. And, you know, when you rotate guys, uh, you you don't want as Peter Jones says you don't want to you know have a huge drop off with with that second line so I, I think that was a big driver for how successful our pass rush was is that we didn't have that drop off that it was a very negligible drop off from our starters when when those guys came in and that you know that allowed us to keep the pressure on the opposing team's quarterback yeah and none of those guys had had big numbers I. I I, I wanted to look at the stats just because we're talking sacks, okay? Um, anyway, so Ogbo had four and a half. Um, Alex Wright had five, and Zadari Smith had five and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not huge numbers, but that's 15 sacks, you know? Right. right. Three of them, and then, you know, and then you add in Dalvin Tomlinson, and, you know, with three, Jordan Elliott with two and a half, um, and then you start adding all these other guys, and you got, like, like 12 guys with, with at least one sack. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there were times that they had some nice plays um, with sacks that that made a difference. You yeah. know, in a game, um, kind of changed momentum, things like that. So, yeah, um, for me, the, the 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 measuring stick for this defense was how many three downs and out did they create? How many times did they they 
get our offense right back on the field. And that was there, up dramatically this year. There were times they almost did that for an entire half to a team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, the, Jeff, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on Zadaria Smith because people are going to look at the um, at the five and a half sacks and think, you know, I think I've seen some of it already that, you know, he's he's past his prime. He's he's slowed down. He's you know, he's just not getting to the quarterback fast enough to get sacks like he used to. You know, um, yeah. Brown shouldn't bring him back. They should get somebody else. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, when, once these guys get into their 30s, um, I think there's probably some truth to that. Um, he wore down at the end of games. Um, I guess it, for me, it just depends on, you know, how he, how expensive he is. Um, and, you know, can we bring him back on something a little more, more team friendly that will yeah. fit into our financials this year? Uh, because I think he's still effective um, yeah. in, in our sort of um, team dynamic. I think he works really well because the, for me, the, 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 the thing that really he contributes the most is, is keeping everybody else loose. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a, he's a fun guy that, that other guys enjoy playing with. And, yeah. um, you know, he, that matters, you know, guy, guys don't get, too involved in themselves and and you know just go out and play football and um i, I think he had a great impact in that regard so from yeah. that perspective i'd like to see him back um i mean we we've done this rotation opposite miles you know a lot now and we <laughs> we realized that it's you know it's, it's a nice position for someone to come into so i'm i'm pretty comfortable that that andrew Berry's going to put the right guy over there. Yeah. Um, whoever it is. Um, and that guy's probably going to be pretty successful. So, right. um, whether it's a Darius Smith or a draft choice or, or another free agent or, or whatever, um, maybe it's Alex, Wright. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm, 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 I'm fine with any of those options. And, and I think, you know, the, the team concept works here. So, um, but I, 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 do want to recognize the fact that he had more contributions than just the sacks. Yeah, I I would agree. I, would I mean, agree. he 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 basically got the team an extra timeout at the end of pretty much every game by faking an injury. So, I mean, that that that's a vet move right there. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So on the the uh, defensive tackles, man, for how many seasons the Browns just just struggled and brought in a dozen guys and just kind of like threw them up against the wall to see who would stick. Yeah. Um, it, it was nice to see some guys play out there, man, and just and just look good and and make plays and and get sacks occasionally, and it, yeah. it just felt so much different. Um, Man, I, I I don't know. I mean, I I would I would love to see some of these most of these guys be back again <laughs> next season. I mean, I know Dalvin yeah. Tomlinson's come back, um, yeah. but, but Hurst and Shelby Harris, Jordan Elliott. I mean, obviously it depends on the age of some of these guys. Um, I know Shelby Harris is getting up there a little bit, but um, yeah, 
Yeah, and and I know they probably won't bring them all back. That's just how it works. But um, man, they just had a nice season. They really did. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that again, a lot of that has has to do with the the Dalvin Tomlinson effect, much like we talked about the Joel Batonio effect. You know, now you've got yeah. A, a guy in there that is an anchor that, you know, you, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, and it just allows the other guys around him to play better. And, and I think that's, you know, that's what we saw with Jordan Elliott, you know, is that now that he's got, he's surrounded by high caliber guys it elevated his game, you know? So I think you'll see that from whoever ends up being the, the starting three technique this fall, um, that those guys around him will make him better. Yeah, Jeff, I'm trying to think back to all the the uh, free agents that were signed last season. I think Tomlinson was was the first, but yeah, but that that certainly feels like the biggest move at this point. Last year for for the defense, definitely. Yeah, I think bringing him in was it was a key move. It just made a huge difference. Um, Yeah. Just having a guy like that out there. The, the Browns have just struggled so much, at, you know, with the interior of the defensive line. Right. Over the past few years. And just, uh, I mean, you have to give Jordan Elliott some credit for, for playing better. But having, uh-huh. like you said, having a right. guy like Tomlinson next to him, mm-hmm. um, you know, certainly going to up his game some. Yeah. So it's so pretty cool. Right. So, um, Honestly, there's there's not a ton to talk about on linebacker. I think we can probably knock these guys out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all these guys are hurt or something. Um, I'm not going to talk about the guys that were out all season. Um, mm-hmm. um, Matthew Adams, mostly a special teams guy, when he wasn't forced to play. Um, when right. he was forced to play, he shouldn't have been out there. He wasn't that good, no. No, he just didn't. <laughs> no boy, <bueno. laughs> Yeah, he's a special teams guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, uh, t- I mean, Tony, and these guys are no, obviously in no order. I just wrote them down. Uh, um, uh, Tony, Tony Fields, um, I mean, he, he's a pretty decent player, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they see him of, as a starter or not. But right. I, I was going to say similarities to the conversation we had about James Hudson. You know, he was a, a fifth round pick and, um, you know, taken the same year as JOK. And we kind of looked I mean, we kind of scratched our head and said, wait a minute, why would you take the same player twice? Um, but he really was brought in to be your 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 B player. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you've got an A player in JOK, you've got a B player in Tony Fields, and, and they both have the ability to do a lot of things. And yeah. Tony Fields has shown his value over and over and over again um, by yeah. being able to do that. Um, and as long as you're not expecting him, again, to be your starter, um, I think he can make some tremendous contributions in that room. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Jordan Kunashik, um, I don't even know if he started or I guess he probably I, yeah, played I, somewhat. I, He's probably I still haven't seen teams. enough of him outside of special teams to really know what he brings. Um, yeah. I think, you know, he, he's in, in that same category of, you know, 
if we get great special teams play out of him, we can live with, you know, the rest of what he does. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like he's there for special teams. Um, he certainly wouldn't, shouldn't be playing over Tony Fields at linebacker. Um, you know, and and then you're down to, uh, down to your, down to your starters. Um, JOK. Oh my God. He, um, just one of the outstanding seasons by Brown this year. Um, Yeah. 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 I mean, this is when when he was drafted. I think this is the kind of stuff we expected to see. Um, you know, and, yeah, we we right. Go ahead. In a in a in a perfect world, you have that impact guy there, right? That that can go around and and just make plays all over the field. And I think we're yeah. just scratching the surface of what he's going to be capable of. Yeah, I agree. And and um, I mean, when he was when he was drafted, we knew he played linebacker, but he was, it was kind of talked about that. Oh, he could play some safety and all this. So I'm like, OK, what kind of what kind of position are they going to put him out there? in? you know, right. is he going to you know, is he going to um, you know, is he going to drift between linebacker and safety and play DB sometimes? What's he going to do? Which, so is he going to be a why, guy? He, why he fell in the draft? Yeah, so so is he a guy that's going to have interceptions? Is he going to, you know, yeah. um, be a uh, one-trick pony who goes out there to cover the other team's tight end? Um, you know, what's he going to do? And and I mean, he's really found his role and 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 you know at linebacker and just showing his speed in being able to make these tackles for loss and sacks and just just flying around the field yeah um just playing well, like a man possessed we and, talked and, about the the schwartz defense um you know last off season the, how it was going to work and so forth um one of the things that really makes the wide nine work is having that linebacker that can fill those gaps and yeah. if you if you if you aggressively rush the passer and leave gaps open and your linebackers aren't able to fill them, you're going to get gashed. And I think that's where JOK and his speed um, really fit well with what Schwartz was trying to do. Um, And, you know, to a lesser extent, the other two starters had their moments, but um, it really brought out the best in him. It showcased his talent. Um, and I think you're only going to see that improve and, and you're going to see more impact from him in the future, um, as, as they put even better personnel into this defensive philosophy and as guys get more comfortable playing it, um, I think you'll see JOK getting more sacks and, um, more disruptive play, um, out of the linebacker position, which let's face it, we really haven't had that in, on this team. The, the the Browns haven't had an impact linebacker in a long time. No, um, no, <laughs> no. I mean, you think about the guys that everybody's wanted to keep at linebacker, and they've not been impact guys. They've just been guys who could play a little linebacker. Right. Um, it, it's been a long time. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking of of JOK and and. You know, not letting the cart get ahead of the horse or anything, but I mean, he plays kind of the way that that um, that 
you know, Fred Warner and some of these other guys play with speed and everything. And I mean, that's really, that's really what you want. And it does, it fits perfectly with, with this defense. Um, yeah. 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 It's uh, been fun to watch them grow. Um, um, Taki Taki, um, how how do you think he played this year compared to uh, to last year when I think most everybody felt he was having a a career season last year before the injury? Yeah, I think he always comes on at the end of the year, kind of like you know he's the anti Wyatt Teller. You know, the, mm-hmm. as, the, <laughs> as the season goes on, he gets better and 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 you know you you start to hear more from him. Yeah. Uh, and he, I think he did that again this year where, you know, as, as the season wore on and Anthony Walker was missing some games, um, I think he stepped in and, and, and did a nice job. Um, I don't know what that translates to in terms of a contract to bring him back. You know, I, I'd, I'd yeah. like to see him stay on this team. Yeah. Um, I just don't know that the Browns value the linebacker position enough to, to pay a guy a ton of money um, for, for what he does um, when they really just, they need, they need another JOK type player um, at linebacker. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think they're, they're probably going to value speed more. I mean, Taki's fun, fun to watch and he's very good at what he does. Um, You know, he's the guy that, that when, when you want to stop and you don't want that back to get that extra yard, you hope he's the guy making the tackle. Right. Um, you know, versus a few other guys who, you know, who might get pushed the opposite direction, uh, which yeah. is normal. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know if they're, if they're going to be willing to sign him to, to any kind of a big contract, you know, certainly right. not the big. Um, I'm sure they'd like to have him back because he, you know, he, like I said, he's very good at, at that role, um, yeah, you know he's the guy you want out there on, on you know third downs a lot of times to to try to make that stuff. Here's the the problem is you know the the, the Browns typically are playing two linebackers most of the time, mm-hmm. and and Taki Taki is your third linebacker. And, yeah, and and can you pay your third linebacker? in a two linebacker defense. No, no, you can't. I mean, not so, unless, yeah, I mean, not, not pay them. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you'd love them back. Yeah. But I think he's probably done enough that somebody's probably going to get, want to give him a contract. I, I would think so. And, and for his sake, I, I'd be happy to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a good player. Um, I certainly never, <laughs> never heard anything negative from, Taki Taki. I don't even know if you ever heard him speak, honestly. Um, <laughs> right. You know, uh, just just the team guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I would agree with you, Jeff. So, um, I can't move on without talking about uh, Diabate a little bit, just because I mean, yeah. I I was really rooting for him um, to make the roster. Um, yeah. Hey, um, I like I like what he brings, and and he was an animal on special teams this year. As we thought he would be. That was that was his resume, um, and 
I think he still has some plus side uh, in terms of contributing to the defense. I don't, don't think we'll, I don't think we've really seen what he can do outside of special teams yet. And I hope we do in the future. I think he could probably be your, your, you know, fourth or fifth linebacker um, and, and fill some of those different roles. I think he's got the skill set and the body type to do what Anthony Walker does. Um, yeah. If they yeah. can, if they can get that out of him. Yeah. He played, yeah, he played, he only, he played 27 snaps on defense. Um, played almost, th- um, yeah, he played 296 snaps on, uh, special teams, which is, which is right up there. Um, almost as many as Tony Fields. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Matthew Adams played 435 special team snaps. I'm <laughs> like, yeah. Are there that many special team snaps in this season? <laughs> Holy cow. Um, yeah. Anyways, so, uh, um, yeah, I, I, would, uh, I would love to see him develop, Jeff. Um, yeah. you, you just you see something. And, I mean, we saw it in the preseason. Um, just a spark with that guy. Right. Um, so, so hopefully he back. gets – He'll be back right now. I mean, there, there yeah, are eight linebackers yeah. listed. Uh, only three of them are under contract for this fall right now. Um, JOK, Tony Fields, and, and Diabate. And um, I feel yeah. really good about Fields and Diabate as backups um, and special yeah. teams contributors. Um, the, the questions are around who, who are the starters going to be. And we, we need another solid starter at linebacker. Um and then possibly Taki is our third. Yeah, well, that, that'll be. I'm not writing thing. off Anthony Walker. I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not thinking that you know. You can't just that, assume it's him. At this that point. he's, yeah, that he's automatically um, going to be back, right? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's um, injuries a couple seasons in a row. I mean, you like the guy. I mean, he's, yeah. he plays well when he's out there. Yep. Um, and, and anybody can get hurt, so, so sure. who knows? But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely a, a position to be watching to see what they do, um, see what they do with Taki Taki, and um, I mean, who knows? I mean, they would probably like to have Matthew Adams back for special teams too, but um, yeah. you never know, you never know. So a lot of a lot of decisions coming up over the next few months. Yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, got a few spots left here to cover. We'll finish that up next next week. Um, yeah. Just defensive backs and and uh, the special teams, which all did very well this year. But uh, right, anyways. So so Jeff, any any closing words for tonight? Yeah, it's, it's just you know it's the, the fun time of year to start thinking about how we can improve the roster and. Um, uh, there, as we've highlighted tonight, there are a number of areas, I think, where the Browns can go out and find players. Um, I'm just I'm happy that we have the front office and the ownership willing to pay for guys that, that we have now that feel pretty confident that, you know, they're, they're going to put together a team that's that's every bit as good as the one we saw this year, if not better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't feel that way. Um, Yeah, 100% with you. This has been the Browns Blitz. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 